Welcome to the Saturday edition, August 20th of the Fun Astrology Podcast. And to get things going today, I sometimes struggle with the way that this show was named because today is not fun in the context of a tragedy that happened in our family over the past 48 hours. Some of you are familiar with Majana Mason. She has the Life After Life podcast, one that we started together back in 2018 or 2019. We were partners until life had other plans. Word came out last night that her 19-year-old son was killed in an automobile accident Thursday night. I've looked at the charts, and we may unpack that later, but for just a moment here, if you don't mind, could we just send love, comfort, healing, peace? As you can imagine, this is catastrophic for her and her family. Let's just take a minute to send them some love right now. That time seems so short, but thank you for doing that. We are going to look at financial astrology, but thank you for that moment. This has been equally hard on me, obviously. He was very much a part of my life for a number of years, so thank you for the thoughts and prayers. Let's turn to the MMACycles.com newsletter. This is for Friday, August 19th. U.S. market ended on a down note, so let's take a look at what Ray Merriman has to say here. First of all, a couple of articles, as always, to get things started. This one from CNBC.com. It says, sudden crypto market drop sends Bitcoin below 22,000. Quoting, this fresh chill has descended amid fears that the market is headed for a crypto winter. Although at 21,800, Bitcoin is still some way off its June lows of under 19,000, volatility is once again racking the market. And this from the Wall Street Journal, also yesterday on Friday. The Federal Reserve says it is going to keep raising interest rates. Wall Street thinks it's bluffing. The newsletter. Global stock markets reached a new cycle peak last week on August 16th, 17th in most cases. That was Tuesday and Wednesday, coinciding with the sun's T-square to Saturn and Uranus last week and the favorable Venus trine to Jupiter back on Wednesday. Interestingly, the high on Tuesday in several stock indices also coincided with the ingress of heliocentric Mercury into Sagittarius. But this time, instead of an acceleration of the new bullish trend in equities, the Uranus aspects corresponded to a reversal. When Uranus is highlighted, you never know if it will be a breakout of support or resistance, as was the case during the first of these three highlighted Uranus periods on August 1st, or a reversal, as noted last week. For Uranus has no respect to boundaries like support or resistance. Let me take just a second here to comment on this because all of this was set up in last week's newsletter, including that heliocentric ingress of Mercury into Sagittarius. But you remember how Ray ended things last week? There's a lot of still a lot of shake, rattling, and rolling the old Jerry Lee Lewis song. There still is going to be a lot of that going on all the way through September. 
Well, this is my experience with financial astrology, is whenever you hit these aspects, they are pivot points. So there are two things going on with financial astrology. One is you can look at the chart, you can look at the various planets and aspects and see if there's a more favorable trend or a more negative trend for a stock or an index. But on the shorter term perspective, the way that you apply financial astrology is when you see an aspect ahead, like we have this coming week, Uranus stations retrograde. Well, you look at that as a potential pivot point. So just for example, in this case, let's say the market continues the downtrend Monday and Tuesday, just theoretically, for example. Wednesday is the Uranus station retrograde. That could be a pivot day. Wherever it was headed before that aspect hits, you look at the aspect to change the direction. That's a very key financial astrology application of these aspects. All right. I just wanted to step aside on that because this is exactly what he's saying here is with Uranus at the table, Ray last week was saying the bull trend could continue all the way into December. Obviously, that's not going to be a straight line. But he was saying that the Uranus surprises of shake, rattle, and roll are going to be present all the way through late September with that fourth and final square between Uranus and Saturn. Interestingly enough, the high of August 16th was a breakout above the downward trend line connecting the two previous primary cycles in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, an indication that the low of June 16th and 17th, the Venus square Saturn period, was a cycle greater than a primary type. Now listen, I know we're getting a little thick here, and this might be a point where you would want to read and listen together. So this is coming from MMACycles.com, the website of Ray Merriman, Merriman Market Analyst. And at the top, there is a link to the free weekly forecast. You click on that, and you can follow along with this if you would like to. This is getting a little bit deep, so I just wanted you to be aware that if you wanted to do listen and read at the same time, that might help the comprehension. What he's saying here is if you take the market top back in January and then you take the market bottom in mid-June, that downtrend line got broken on the upside before this thing turned around on, fr on Thursday and Friday. That's what he's saying here. But typical of Uranus continuing, the breakout then suddenly reversed and a corrective decline began. Now we will see if next week's powerful Uranus signatures, the 3rd in August, being this retrograde on Wednesday, will lead to a reversal in the opposite direction. It's just what I was saying. Will it be a pivot? Or will it be an acceleration of the decline below important support areas that will be discussed in our weekly subscription reports? So there you go. It's a pivot or a continuation. And with Uranus, you just have to read the charts and you have to read the market to make these things click. And you have to dance with this on a very short-term basis. That's the other key from my notes. All right. All in all, to sum up this section of the newsletter, it was a very Uranian disruptive week in which the markets did not go as many expected. They reversed suddenly and sharply. Another Uranian time band is scheduled to start later this week or into next. The time for boredom is over. Short-term geocosmics. Here's a quote back from Monday in Forbes. 
The article is entitled, Five Truths About How the Inflation Reduction Act Will Help Small Business and Working Families. Quoting, There are many benefits for small business in the Inflation Reduction Act. Among others, one, it isn't funded by small business. Two, the R&D tax credit doubles. Three, the IRS funding will not target small business. Then on Tuesday, from the Washington Times, three items in the Inflation Reduction Act that will hurt small business. Quoting, It's, the Inflation Reduction Act, good stuff, but it has to be paid for. So who will be paying? It's not going to be just the wealthy. It will be small businesses as well. The Inflation Reduction Act will actually increase inflation or at least raise the costs and reduce revenues for many of us in three big ways. You'd like to look that up. Again, the article is three items in the Inflation Reduction Act that will hurt small businesses in the Washington Times, published August 16th. Last week's downturn will likely bring a lot of bears out of their recent hibernation. For the worry of higher interest rates, higher inflation, and a recession, still very much in the air. But I also think there is an understated case of FOMO, fear of missing out, in the minds of many who missed the strong rally since the lows of June 17th, especially as Saturn, fear, approaches its fourth and final waning square to Uranus, September 21st to 28th. Actually, this is a battle of two fears. Fear of recession leading to another stock market collapse, bearish, obviously, and the fear of missing a chance to get on board of a new bull market that just started eight weeks ago, a bullish fear, in essence. Based on what happened during the previous three passages of Saturn square Uranus in 2021, when the stock market soared to one new all-time high after another, my bias is with the bulls for now. However, I cannot rule out a sharp corrective decline as we head into the third series of Uranus signatures starting this week. On Wednesday, Uranus will turn retrograde. Venus will then follow with a T-square with both Saturn and Uranus, that happening on Friday and Saturday of this week. And in between, also on Saturday, the new moon in Virgo will square Mars. This identifies a powerful geocosmic critical reversal zone, like we were just talking about, that ends with a Venus-Saturn opposition on Sunday, August 28th. One of our basic financial astrology rules is that any market declining into a hard Venus-Saturn aspect is a candidate for a buy, especially if the low is just a correction in a greater bullish trend. We will be identifying those markets qualifying this setup in our daily and weekly reports for subscribers as we get there. And of course, those subscriptions he's referring to are to the MMACycles.com various reports. Longer-term thoughts. Here's a quote from James Clavell from Shogun, 1994. Always remember, child, that to think bad thoughts is really the easiest thing in the world. If you leave your mind to itself, it will spiral you down into ever-increasing unhappiness. To think good thoughts, however, requires effort. 
This is one of the things that discipline and training are about. So train your mind to dwell on sweet perfumes, a touch of this silk, the tranquility of dawn. Then, at length, you won't have to make such a great effort, and you will be of value to yourself. This quote is for all who are struggling to maintain a positive attitude about the future, when the current reality of the world seems to be in such dire straits. You can't ignore the reality, but unless you can change it, there is little benefit in worrying about it, which your mind, if left to itself, will do. One geocosmic factor that allows me to think more positively about the future is the realization that all of the outer planets will be changing signs soon. This is very rare and represents a sea change, an SEA change of the human predicament as described before. That is, Pluto moves from Capricorn to start its 20-year trek through Aquarius beginning March 23, 2023, just two weeks after Saturn leaves Aquarius and begins its three-year passage through Pisces. Uranus will begin its exit out of Taurus into Gemini in 2025, while Neptune leaves Pisces and starts a 14-year journey through Aries, also starting in 2025. On February 20th, 2026, Saturn will conjoin Neptune at zero degrees Aries, forming a double sextile to Uranus and Pluto, which will be in a favorable air trine to one another. I think that these long-term cyclical cosmic ingresses are indicative of a renaissance for humanity, an end to the fears of the end times, and an awakening to a new world in which the heaviness and psychologically heavy leaders of the past leave the world stage that they have dominated for far too long. The next generation of leadership will bring a new spirit, and, as with all cycles, the first phase may be rough at first, but they are exciting and bullish to borrow a market expression. I think that the financial world could first witness a serious setback, followed by a serious financial revival, somewhat similar to the information superhighway communications revolution of the 1990s. I don't know specifically how this will unfold, but my knowledge of astrology and the historical correlation of planetary cycles to cycles in human activity makes me confident that the world will begin a very different and more adult-like path related to the events of 2023 through 2026. It'll be worth hanging around to witness this, possibly even contributing to this soon-to-be emerging paradigm shift. And that concludes this week's newsletter with a note that Ray said there may not be one next week because he will be participating in the ISAR conference, the big astrology conference in Denver, coming up this week. Interesting that he concluded this week's newsletter with stuff that Robert and I have been talking about. And, you know, with this, I think we may try to do a macro treatment of exactly these outer planet transitions, or at least we'll chunk them. But we've been talking about this some on Old Soul, New Soul with Robert Glasscock. 
what Ray basically just filleted out right there is exactly what I think the work ahead is for all of us, assisting and then participating in this big transition. And for what it's worth, I would echo exactly what he said, probably some serious market challenges getting there. And then as Saturn and Pluto's conjunction always has pointed to in the past few times that it's happened in the last thousand years in Capricorn, what follows is always infinitely better than what was before. I mean, would any of you argue with getting rid of all this old stodgy stuff that's been around, as he said, far too long? Yeah, I didn't think so. So what's ahead for next week? Well, we just laid it out. The sun moves into Virgo on Monday. That's a possible pivot point. Uranus stations retrograde on Wednesday, new moon on Saturday. New moons are typically a market high point. Also, the moon moves into Leo on Wednesday. That's a positive for the market. And then it moves into Virgo on Friday. So those are your pivots. That's what we'll be following this week. And we'll see about next week. If Ray doesn't come back maybe uh, with a newsletter, then we'll do something here just to wrap up the week from things that I've been looking at, and we'll take a look at the week ahead. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of the weekend. Please pray for Majana and her family, and pray for me, because Brock was a great kid and was in my life for a number of years. So this is hard for all of us. going to leave it in silence without the music. We'll see you on Monday.